0: Hello and welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. This on air podcast features attorneys from Myrick O'Connell, a full service law firm with offices in Worcester, Westboro, and Boston. In today's episode, we're highlighting Myrick O'Connell's commitment to the community and showcasing Easter Seals, Massachusetts, who it helps, the services it provides, and how it's reacting to COVID. Today, we're joined by Myrick O'Connell attorney and Easter SEALs board member Patricia Davidson and Paul Medeiros, the president and chief executive officer of Easter SEALs Massachusetts. In 2015, Paul became president and CEO, making him the youngest head of one of the Easter SEALs' 70 plus affiliates worldwide. Paul began working for Easter SEALs more than 15 years ago as an occupational therapist, rising through the ranks into a regional leader trish and paul welcome to on air with myrick o'connell thanks for joining us
1: thanks for having me appreciate it
2: hi howard it's a pleasure to be here
0: thanks trish and paul i'm going to start with uh, paul what does easter seals massachusetts do and what is their mission
1: so easter seals is a disability service organization Our mission is to provide services to ensure that children and adults with disabilities have equal opportunities to live, learn, work, and play.
0: Thanks for that, Paul, Uh, because I know everybody hears about Easter Seals and all the great work you do, but thank you for just so concisely describing that. What types of people do you help?
1: So, I mean, the great thing about Easter Seals, and as you said, people all have their own conception of, of what we do and who we serve, and the reason for that's pretty simple. We work with anyone who has a disability of any age. So that could be people with physical disabilities, mental health disabilities, autism, could be small babies all the way up to seniors. I, you know, we have truly worked with everyone from birth to we once had a woman who was 110 years old. So wow. uh, we're really working with people throughout their lifespan and, and wherever they need us, whether that's at their schools or homes or work. We have a philosophy of going to where the clients need our services.
0: And now what are some of the services you do provide in the community and how they, how are they funded? That's a big question I've always had.
1: Sure. So as you mentioned, I started as an occupational therapist and that's one of our largest programs is our rehab services, where we provide physicals, occupational, and speech therapy. Again, a variety of different locations. We're very well known for our assistive technology. I like to say we're the leaders in assistive technology uh, worldwide, although that's probably me bragging a little. But we do have really highly respected assistive technology professionals who work throughout the state. We do employment training and job placement and coaching. So that's working with everybody From finding out what is a good suited profession for you all the way through helping you find a job and going through that process and then providing coaching for both the clients and the employers on site. And then we do everything on the other side, too, which can be recreation programs for people with disabilities and mentorship and youth leadership groups, really teaching people how to be a self-advocate and how to just be part of the disability community and make sure that you have the rights you deserve to have. We also have a really great program called College Navigator, where we work with students who are freshmen in college and help them integrate into college life. And again, focusing on that self-advocacy and what accommodations do you need and knowing how to go about making sure that you have those in place. So those are a few of our programs.
0: That's quite a bit, quite a lot, and it's all good. So I wanted to turn now, bring into the conversation, Attorney Patricia Davidson from the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. Trish, you're a board member of Easter Seals. Why is Easter Seals and their mission so important to you?
2: Howard, it's such a privilege to serve on the board of the Easter Seals. I personally, fundamentally believe that all people want the same things in life. And the mission of the Easter Seals so that all people can live, learn, work, and play really resonates with me. And if you think about it, those are things that everybody strives to do in one way or another. And the ability to help folks who have disabilities, who have challenges with access, who have challenges doing things that some of us take for granted, It is a real privilege and it's an important part of my life. My day job is a lawyer and I spend most of my time doing that. But as a result of that, I'm very privileged. And to be able to give back some of my time, my resources, hopefully a little bit of learning that I've gathered over the years as a lawyer uh, is something that I feel good about. It's something that's encouraged by our firm. And it's something that I hope most people will will try to embrace as they take a moment to think about folks who don't have certain opportunities and to try to give those the opportunities to share in life's wonders and and life's life's joys
0: so paul sunday july 26th was the 30th anniversary of the americans with disabilities act wow i remember when it was signed where do we stand as a society after 30 years
1: we've come a long way there's no doubt about it that piece of legislation makes so many things possible uh, for the disability community just really formalizing those rights and putting them in place But I think another important piece is that we have a long way to go. There are still, we work with all the time, people with disabilities who don't have the access they should have, or people being a little resistant to making changes uh, to assure that there are accommodations, whether that's physical accommodations or someone, for example, in a school who needs to record a class and teachers not being comfortable with that, even though it's a a reasonable accommodation for them. So I think like a lot of civil rights movements, this one is ongoing even though we have made really great progress over the years.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Now, this is a big, big question, and I'm sure you're wrestling with this every day and that you have been since March or so. How has COVID-19 impacted Easter Seals, Massachusetts?
1: Yeah, obviously it's had a huge impact. We are a community-based organization. So Uh, I always say our offices are almost like the top of an iceberg. You'll see some staff there, but really the majority of our staff are out in the community working with people with disabilities. And that's been limited for almost six months now, five months now. We've seen a huge impact. And you asked before about funding. You know, our funding is pretty varied where we have some contracts with the state, we have some contracts with organizations, and then obviously our fundraising also supports some of our programs. And all three of those areas have also been impacted by the virus, because the state is seeing cuts. Different organizations are not allowing as many staff on site uh, where they might have before, or their students aren't in class like they would have before. And frankly, people are a little nervous about donating because their finances are in flux. So uh, it's been a huge impact to the organization. We are still making sure to provide services, whether they're in person with proper safety precautions, or thankfully, because of our assistive technology, we're also able to provide remote services in a variety of ways. But there has been, no doubt about it, an impact on
2: us. I'm going to chime in here as a board member and just sing the praises of the extraordinary work that Paul and his team has done to continue to monitor the budget, make sure we're fiscally responsible. But as well, first and foremost, continue to provide the services that so many people depend on. And the fact that so many of our services are provided one-on-one with people in interpersonal connections emphasizes what the, the challenge that we've had in this COVID situation. But the Easter Seals has risen to the occasion. And continues to meet those needs.
0: So Paul, what has the impact been? I was wondering if you could speak to this on the disability community generally, even beyond Easter seals.
1: I think that's a double-side question as well, because what the research at least is showing is that COVID does have an outsized impact on people with other conditions. So people with disabilities are probably at a much higher risk if they contract the virus of of getting seriously ill. So that does mean that I think some people in the community are scared. You know, they want to stay away from crowds. They're certainly making sure to, to wear proper protective equipment and limiting who they interact with. On the other hand, this is a population who does need services, who does need that interaction sometimes to get out of bed or to interact with the environment. So it's a tricky balance for the community right now on maintaining your personal health, but also maintaining your independence by having some people that you rely on. And again, when we talk about disability, it's not just physical. There are mental health disabilities. And I think we've seen just a lot of people feeling the isolation and some of the depression that can come along with that. I mentioned that we do different mentorship and leadership groups. We've seen the attendance in those really go up during this period, even though it's remote. And a lot of people have said, I need this because I feel so isolated right now. So it's important. I think it's a good time if you know someone to reach out, just connect and make sure they have what they need and make sure that you're you're supporting people in any way you can.
0: That's a very good point, Paul. Now, you folks rely heavily on volunteers. How can people get involved with Easter Seals as volunteers?
1: Sure. And, it, and that's another thing that's obviously a little different right now, but we do always love having volunteers, whether it's on a personal level where you're taking part in one of our recreation classes or leadership classes, or even at the higher level, like someone like Trish, who's on our state board. We have what we call our regional boards, which we have three of those throughout the state where people can get involved on a volunteer basis and do some, you know, it's a lot of outreach and Fundraising and spreading awareness about Easter Seals, so that's a nice place to start if you're not sure you want to commit at the the state board level. But you can go to our website, which is EasterSealsMA.org, and we do have a, just a tab right up top says "Get Involved," and that's an easy way that you could click on that, even if you wanted to send an email to us and just say hey, I'm looking to get involved, but I'm not sure what I want to do, one of us will reach out to you and have a conversation and we can figure out how do you want to get involved? Do you have skills you'd like to share? Maybe you want to teach financial literacy, or maybe you just want to come to martial arts class and and interact with people. We're always looking for different types of volunteers. So I just encourage you to reach out.
2: Hey, Paul, tell us a little bit more about the martial arts class.
1: Sure. Sure. So the martial arts class is definitely one of my babies, if you will. So we do a martial arts class, which is open to everyone, no matter what type of disability you have, or if you don't want to disclose you have a disability, we don't ask those types of questions. We just encourage people to attend. And basically, we teach a mixture of stretching, exercise, self-defense, and then we end each class with meditation. But the cool thing about the class is we will really modify it based on someone's needs. So if we're learning a certain self-defense maneuver and someone is unable to use their right arm, for example, we'll customize that and work with them and say, okay, well, how would you react in this situation? And we try to give advice. And, and sometimes it can be pre- pretty creative. We kind of caught on video once, pretty cool, a woman in a power chair who we were working on, oh, what would you do if someone came up behind you and she ran me over <laughs> So it was, it was perfect though, because she was adapting the self-defense maneuver for her. And it was just a great example of, as someone who took martial arts, I always thought it's a really great thing. It makes you feel empowered. It gives you confidence. But a lot of formal martial arts don't adapt for individuals. It's very regimented. So what we do is we, we make it totally different. We try to make it very functional and we just make it so anyone can take part and have fun. And it's been successful. It's, it's been about three years now, I think. We've been doing the classes, and we have them in Boston and Worcester, and now we do them remotely, and we have really good turnout, so it's fun.
0: As I'm listening to you, Paul, I'm thinking, you know, the two words that come to mind, or maybe three words, that maybe best describe Easter Seals is innovation and problem-solving.
1: Thank, thank you. That's that's something we take pride in. I also think you mentioned people aren't always sure what Easter Seals does, and one of the reasons is we change based on the needs in the community. So innovation is always very important to us.
2: One of the things that always amazes me is seeing some of the adaptive or the assistive technologies that exist. Could you describe some of those, Paul? Because some of those really have a wow factor to them.
1: Sure. And assistive technology can be very simple, like a, something you put on your pencil just to hold it easier, all the way up to really high tech systems. We have an individual who is a painter. He's an artist. He does art galleries and uh, he's been in New York and had art shows and he is amazing. I have one of his, his pieces myself, but we rig that all up with assistive technology. So he is able to completely do his painting and art from his phone, because he physically cannot hold a brush or hold a paint can or any of those things. We have actuators, which are usually used uh, to open windows, believe it or not. And he's able to paint these amazing artwork. You can see that story on our website as well. But that really blows your mind. Like this is his freedom. This is his work. This is the way he interacts with the world. And he can do it all just by moving his fingers a little bit, because that's the way he's able to. But that's as a result of technology. And a story like that, I think, really just illustrates how technology can equal independence for someone with a disability.
0: Wow. That is very inspiring, Paul.
2: And it, it really resonates, because, you know, as we're all deciding how to invest our resources and how to commit our limited charitable dollars, when you see the impact of technology like that directly on not only the life of this artist who is able to create these masterworks from a bed, but also the impact on the community because we're able to enjoy these artworks who appreciate where it came from, the passion, the the innovation, as you said, uh, Howard, Uh, it really makes the world a better place for all of us and makes a community that I'm a little happier to be a part of.
0: Very well said, Trish and Paul. And speaking of all of the innovation and developments and positive changes that come out of Easter Seals, Massachusetts, how can folks keep up to date with Easter Seals news and events?
1: Actively, we do a lot of work keeping our website up to date. So if you wanted to go to the Eastersealsma.org You can see what is most up to date with our programs, but I would really encourage people to follow our social media accounts, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter. Our marketing team has amazing content on there and that's related to Easter seals, but also we take a lot of pride in putting important information out for the disability community, even if it's not related to Easter seals, we just want to be that resource for people. So if there's information that needs to get out there, we're going to be the place you can come and see it. But if you follow our social media, you'll get a lot of updates and just be able to see what we're working on and sharing stories and different events that are coming up. So that's the best way.
0: Thank you so much, Paul. We've been talking today with Easter Seals Massachusetts President and CEO Paul Medeiros. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Well,
1: no, thank you for having me. This has been fun.
0: If folks have questions about Easter Seals or maybe ideas, how can they contact you?
1: Sure. You can either go to the website like we talked about before, but if you'd like to contact me directly, my email address is pmederis at eastersealsma.org. And even if I'm not the right person to help you, I'll make sure that I connect you with the person who can.
0: Thanks so much again, Paul. We also want to thank Myrick O'Connell partner and attorney Trish Davidson, who serves on the board of Easter Seals, Massachusetts. Trish, thanks so much for joining us on On Air with Myrick O'Connell today.
2: It's been a great pleasure and it continues to be a great pleasure to support the Easter Seals.
0: I'm Howard Kaplan on behalf of Myrick O'Connell, Easter Seals Paul Medeiros and attorney Patricia Davidson. Thanks for joining us. Take care and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court.